Happy hour, 5 to 7, with us this Friday, the 23rd. Come and meet our amazing team for the launch of the Prevention Coaster Project. Prevention Coasters, or I like to call them beer mats. Join us at Saint Hublon Bar, located on 5414 Avenue Gatineau, Montreal, for drinks and talk. And again, it's the launch of an amazing project brought to you by Prevention, Codenege, and DG. This week, Lynn and I got to sit down with Joffrey Gonzalez for a phone interview, but Lynn was on the phone, not Joffrey. He is a young barber who is pushing his gift to the next level. He not only got signed to a major brand, he's adding to the barbershop culture by being able to accommodate women because he's also a hairstylist. So hairstylist, barber, got signed to a major brand, Lynn on the phone, start the pod. Hi, my name is Lynn Worrell. I'm the founder of a community organization called Word, writing our rhymes down, and I am a youth worker at the Calful Jeunesse Emploi of NDG. Hi, my name is Carl Thomas. I'm a community worker for Prevention Codenege NDG, and welcome to The Dep. The Dep, a podcast about community service work in your neighborhood. It's Welcome to the Dep. We have Joffrey Gonzalez with us. And um, I used to be his high school coach, basketball coach, at the time that I worked oh. at, uh, at uh, San Luis High School. Nice. Yeah. How long ago was that? About probably six, six years, I guess. Oh, four years? Four years? But he came in sec four, so that was like six years. Okay, okay. You, you graduated four years ago? Yeah. Four, Whoa! Four years ago. Holy! Time Lynn, you heard that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Four years. Mazel tov. Where's my favorite number? But yes, yes. Four years ago. No, but that's so short. I thought I thought it was a while I know, ago. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking oh, yeah. about the young buck. You know? Yeah. How old are you? I, I just turned 20. And he just turned 20. Oh, la, la. He just turned 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Do you hate him a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate him a little bit. So I guess I, I just need to know more a little bit about your journey, especially what is the reason why you want to share on this podcast today with us. Yeah, start from the beginning. Like, uh, what happened after high school? Uh, so what happened after high school, I actually uh, continued to play basketball I played at a college division. Mm-hmm. And but at the same time I was I really got into like I was already cutting hair at the same time at, in high school, but that's when I really pushed myself to be a better barber to actually push uh, my my barber skills. Mm-hmm. So I was working a lot more in the shop. I was a lot more in school. I was still playing basketball, so I was pretty busy even then, and I still have the same uh, schedule oh. right now. Okay, but like the whole barber thing, like what what got you into into like let's say, you know you're you were at the time a pretty and still probably is, um, you were at the time a pretty good basketball player, and so what basically made you focus on cutting hair? That was your part time job at the time. Yeah, it was honestly because okay. I mean like growing up, especially with my parents, we didn't really have a lot of like. Mm-hmm. So I had no choice to find something that I wanted to do, and I was like, I could start cutting hair. Probably that could work out. When I first started cutting hair, it was actually um, so 
I couldn't afford getting haircuts as, as much as I wanted to. Okay. So uh, I saved up my money, my lunch money, went to Walmart, <laughs> bought myself a clipper. Oh, yeah? Then I started cutting my friend's hair, my hair, and I just how I would save my money, but also make my money in high school. Okay, since high school. Yeah. And how old were you at the time? Uh, I started when I was 12. Mm-hmm. So it's been about eight years that I've been in the hair industry. Okay, cool. So the whole the whole thing of of uh, and you're still with us, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'm still with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the uh, whole. I, I have a... Oh, go ahead. Um, you mentioned that that like uh, your friends around you were making an income, and I just wanted to know like what were some of the financial like what were the pressures to like, make money that you experienced as a young person? I mean, like growing up, like a lot of my friends. They had money to go, like, they went, like, they didn't bring lunch to school. They didn't have uh, their old lunches that their parents made. Then they just bring money and they would go, like, go eat lunch at a restaurant, go to McDonald's or whatever. But I didn't have enough money to actually do that. So, I mean, just like, for example, like, my friends having a, a little more money than I, I had because my parents wouldn't give me money actually pushed me to, like, want to be to get more money, to actually be hungrier, to have income for myself. You, like, what were the first steps that you had to take to explore about your, like, barber shop adventure, like, journey? Just trying things out that I learned on YouTube, on my friends, and... And they let you. They would let me. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't the best haircuts at first. (laughs) So I wouldn't be making income for my first year that I was cutting hair. How much, how much uh, you used to charge? My first year? Yeah. I was cutting for... For free. Okay, you I, just wanted practice. I just then. wanted to practice. I really okay. liked it at first. Like I did my first haircut. I like what happened, so I just kept. I was like, hey, I like this. I want to keep on doing this. So, whoever wanted a free haircut, I would do it. Ask my friends, oh, can I come to your house? I'll cut your hair for free. And for my first year, I didn't make money, but then second year started charging two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars. Just kept going up, and that's when I realized, hey, like this. I can make a living out of this. I could actually push this to to be a job that I could actually do and have for the rest of my life if I wanted to. Okay, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Um, so we keep going. So right now, so out of high school, that's when, or when did you start working at, at the barbershop? And uh, which one? So and actually, be, sorry, sorry. Did you say where you were from? Because I think that's important. I think that's important for the listeners to know um, where you're from. Uh, so I'm actually from, uh, I was born and raised in Codinej. Uptown? Uptown, <laughs> on Plymouth Street. Uptown. <laughs> um, especially that's a neighborhood where there's not a lot of people with ambition. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to like go out of the hood. They'd rather like, stay in the hood. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's really something also that pushed me to try to find a, an alternate way to... To stand out, to show out, and love what I do by expressing my my art. That's good. That's good. Um, so now we're we're moving to the step. I I go back to the question that I had before. So it's when what at what age did you start working at the? Uh, so I started working at a barber shop when I was fourteen. Okay, and they uh, let you. Yeah, they did let me because that's where I usually go for my haircuts. Okay. So. So what did you say? You were like, yo, let me. I was 
they didn't take me seriously at first. I just went there. I was like, hey, coach, I cut my hair with you guys every now and then. I'm actually learning how to cut hair. Um, can I just like bring my friends and just watch you guys cut? Okay. So the barbershop was actually uh, King Cuts. Oh, wow. So I'd work, I worked King Cuts for like just a couple months. I didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. So, King Cuts? Which one again? Anyways, um, I mean, I know that barbershop. Um, oh, it's on Victoria. Um, yeah, the one on Vic. Uh, I feel like there's a, more than one barbershop called King Cuts. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But my last year of high school, I actually applied to a new shop with, uh, as I was actually on Victoria as well. Yeah. And they were called Cuts Barbershop. Cuts Barbershop. Yeah. So it was a high-end barbershop from that, that opened in downtown, but we wanted to open one in the hood. Okay. In and where, where was the location? It was of, on uh, Victoria as well, but a little further on uh, De La Peltrie. Okay. Cross Street, De La Peltrie? Yeah, De La Peltrie okay. and, uh, and Victoria. Mm-hmm. And that was really when it started to pick up, where I started getting better. I had a better mentor, and my skills got a lot better. I started getting a lot more clients. At what, what age? Uh, that's when I was uh, 15. Okay. So that was like a year and a half after, around. Wow, okay, that fast. You yeah. got it. Okay, so you never wow. went to school for to learn how to cut hair? Oh, no, I didn't. Because here in Quebec, you don't really you don't need a license, in somewhat. But oh, so I didn't know that. There's two ways of being a barber here in Quebec. It's either you go to hair school, mm-hmm. or you get through an apprenticeship. So apprenticeship meaning like you go to a barber shop and just a few forms that you gotta sign, and then you can become a barber. Oh whoa! Mm. I didn't even know that. Did you know that? Do you? So do you get like a certificate of like that acknowledges your apprenticeship? Uh, you do. Well, yes, you do. Yeah, you do. You do. You do get a, cer- a certain certificate for that. Okay. Wow, I had no idea. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Barber shops um, are kind of like a community center. Like people are very loyal to their barbers. For sure. Um, oh. I know people who like go to barber shops, and it's like a day thing. It's like a day thing, <laughs> and um, I don't know if you want to like talk about a little bit some of your experiences about how this is like a business but like how it kind of translates into like another gathering of people opening up talking about their lives like i don't know if you have any honestly like being in a barbershop and like having the experience that i have and what i've seen it's like like you said like it really brings the community together so i have like, for example, guys that I graduated high school with, they still come with me. They still come see me. So just, like, sometimes they come, oh, I have five appointments straight. Oh, it's guys that I went to high school with. It's like oh, a, nice. It's like a little high school reunion, you know? Okay. They're loyal. That's cool. Ah, okay. But also, really like, cool. it just brings people there. It, it feels like they're at their comfort zone when they come to a barbershop. They just speak about whatever they want. Okay. Uh, we can talk about anything. I'd say, like, sometimes I'm a barber, but I'm also, like, a psychologist at the same time. People tell me Sheesh. about the problems. Yeah, I can see that. I it's, like that. I like that. It's a real, it's a real good uh, environment to be in sometimes, I feel. Like, guys, when they come to their barbershop, that's, like, their their safe haven. The safe haven? Yeah. It's nice. To come there, get so out. So, it's, it's really a place to vent. Oh, definitely. Like, I sometimes, remember, guys yeah. escape their wives to come here and just talk about <laughs> things, you know? Like... I'm just there, a little 16-year-old little listening to, like, guys' older problems, you know? But it's, it's, it's cool experiences. That's cool. That's pretty cool. 
So people, oh my god! So you had grown men at the time when you were sixteen. Oh yeah, definitely. trying to escape their home and come and vent and talk about their household Let's and talk everything. About whatever. Okay, that's really cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, I also like. Um. I, well, I have obviously. I'm going to ask this question. Um. How many women go to the barber shop that you work out? I'm also like a hairstylist a bit. Chief. So yeah. I do braids. I do cornrows. I do extensions. I do a lot of that. So that's something that I have aside from Barbary. So that's why I get a lot of girls also. Uh, they come get their braids done, get their hair, uh, oh, yeah. their sh- uh, head shaved or whatever. But coming to head, sh- head shaves, I feel like it's become like a more of a trend nowadays. A lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of girls are shaving the back of their heads, shaving the sides of their heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I, get, I, get, I get a good amount of clients, that a clientele that comes to uh, the barbershop. That, like... And, and is there, like, any form of, I wouldn't say jealousy, but because you're good at both. Let's say if I'm only a barber and we're, and my chair is next to yours and I'm seeing that you're getting double the amount of clients that I'm getting because you're accessible to women also, like, don't, don't they sometimes, like, call you out on it that it's not fair or... Oh, to be honest, with the shop that I work with right now, not really. Mm-hmm. I feel like they more embrace the skill that I have. And Sweet. They'll, they'll, okay. they'll push me to get better. They'll push me to stand out even more. Mm-hmm. And just push me to get more clientele as well. Nice. Okay, that's really impressive. And, and I guess um, another thing I, I just want to know, like, if that's even something that people pay attention to, but also, again, that, like as a woman who's been into in barbershops before, like, it can be intimidating for women to step in a pretty male-dominated environment, and I just want to know, like, is there anything that you kind of are, like, a little extra aware of to make your female clients feel more comfortable or, like, have a good experience? I don't know, like, maybe maybe you're just yourself, and that's, that's all it is. It's not even a big deal, but I just wanted to know if you're, like, aware or you kind of like try to adjust anything to make people feel like welcome? I mean, definitely like I always treat like, I try to be myself with my clients. I always approach them the same way that I would, try to try to be myself mm-hmm. and make them as comfortable as possible. But I feel like sometimes, like I mean like, obviously from a female and to a male, you can't have the same conversations all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I mean like, for example, mm-hmm. guys will be talking about, oh yo, I went out last night and I was with that girl there and we were doing things. But you can't, you can't do the same thing with a girl, right? So yeah. I'll obviously approach them with the same way. But in the same time, I'll make sure that I don't go... Uh, I, I go to a certain limit to not uh, go against like women values and all of that. Okay. But there's no, there's no women that step in to the barbershop talking about how they were wilding the honestly, night before? Honestly, come on. I haven't that seen that. That has to happen. I haven't seen that. You're Maybe, telling me there's no the, woman that comes into the, to your barbershop. But, but I, <laughs> no, go ahead, Lynn. Sorry. Because no, I'm surprised okay. at that. I'm surprised. But I, in some ways, I'm a little not. Like, I always kind of think of, like, I love the barbershop culture, and I think it all depends, like, it's do like hair for women as well so there might be more more reasons for women to be walking into barbers but Mm -hmm. like yeah it's a sacred place for men and men don't always have a place to get together and express themselves like openly you know um so uh 
you're looking at Carl right now. He cuts his own hair. How do you think he <laughs> does? <laughs> Honestly, I actually asked Carl once in high school if he could cut my hair. Because I, I found it sick that he was cutting his own hair. Oh, man. I don't even remember that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then, we, did, we never found time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. This podcast is brought to you by Prevention Codenege NDG and the Tab Jeunesse NDG. Subscribe to the Deb Podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. So what are you doing right now at, at this moment? Uh, I'm actually finished my last year in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in accounting. Okay. Uh, oh, you're very very business savvy, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so last year, I actually uh, I got signed by a hair company. Whoa. So basically how it works... I know, right? Big news. Wait, wait. What is, like, what is the hair company? Can we start with that? So basically, like, for example, like, the perfect example I could give you for, like, for example, musicians, they get signed by music labels, right? Uh-huh. So it's like, I'm a barber, and I got signed by a hair company. That's so what? dope. Wait, is this a new thing? Hair company? Is, is that, like, I've never Oh, so it's, like, in the same, like, level as, like, for example, like, I can be uh, L'Oreal. Like, for example, L'Oreal is a big company. Mm-hmm. So I, I work for, like, a similar comp- a competition of L'Oreal. It's called Danico. But also it's called mm-hmm. Babyliss B- Pro, which is a big company. In- Shout out to them for signing you up. I know, Damn. right? So. Wow. Yeah, for them, what I basically do is that I travel around, uh, I educate, I teach people how to cut hair, go on stage, uh, I go oh. to city to city, go to hair shows, and I just do my thing in, f- in front of everybody. Oh my god, this is good! I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I follow two barbers on, like, a barbershops on my Instagram. Like, it's a thing, like, I love seeing fresh cuts. <laughs> oh, it's, it's really satisfying to see. Yeah, it is, it is. Yeah, <laughs> and like, it's a Um, so, so far, like, right now, it's just, like, I've only gone to around North America with the company. So, like, Toronto, Montreal, back for Montreal, Toronto, worked in New York a couple of times. And so, really, like, small cities like Quebec. I go around, like... The New pop- York, New York is not a small city, and Toronto is not a small city. So, you're you're doing pretty well I mean, it's yourself. all right. Like, <laughs> this is my first year with a company, and I just uh-huh. plan to grow with it. But I've, I've cut in multiple countries, uh, other, uh, other countries as well. Okay. Uh, I cut in Paris this 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 uh this oh, summer. Do you hear this guy, Lin? He's he's being yeah, humble, okay. but yet bragging at the same time. <laughs> I never like he's no, like yo, you know, I didn't travel too much, but I went to Paris. Uh, like, come on, man, you're doing good. That's dope. That's so all right. cool. I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was, it's a good experience. Right? Exactly, and you can't forget you're twenty, and you're doing this. This is crazy. Oh, definitely. Wow, that's so impressive. <laughs> Holy. Cool. All, all of our clippers are actually Ferrari designed. By what? Ferrari. Yeah. So, our clippers are actually the most expensive on the market. Like, my clipper, all the clippers that I have, they're probably $250, $300 plus. Whoa. And that's that's pretty, exp- well, it's, 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 it's a very good price. <laughs> for me, like, for the quality that we have in it, yeah. it's a very good price, and... I just, I, I know you're a really good, I'm pretty sure you're a good barber. I just, there has to be a story where there was like, what the hell? Yeah. 
Oh, is there? There was. Oh, no. Oh, oh you're about to like, bring out the truth. Like, it hasn't been, like, it's been a long time. That was probably, like, in my beginning when I started. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I backed the guy's lineup so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I because, like. What, what? He got, he was mad, yeah? No, he, he said was... he, he, he backed up the lineup. Oh, no. Okay, go on. <laughs> so, basically, like, prior to the haircut, I was still watching videos and learning how to do things. And one older guy, he, he was getting his haircut, and he looked like he, he knew his things about haircutting. So, he told me, oh, did you know, like, every barber had their signature lineup? <laughs> so, he told me, you gotta do one lineup different and one lineup like the other. So, I was like, okay, sick. I'll probably try it, try it out. He's like, oh, yeah, so, like, this barber does it, like, more curved, and the other guy does it more straight, so that's how he gets his signature. I was like, oh, I want my own signature. So, I had another client that came to my house, and this probably, like, when I was, like, 13. The guy, the kid came, well, the guy came to my, one of my friends came to his house, and I was just like, hey, can I try out my signature on you? <laughs> oh my I messed up so bad, like, everybody was making fun of him, he had to, like, hide his hair wear a hat and I felt so bad like that was probably like one of my lowest points of like like my experience as being a barber I was just like I felt so because like my goal obviously as a barber is to make them look good for sure and oh my god I felt so bad <laughs> everybody knew it was me like people would go like around uptown and be like oh yo he messed up that guy's lineup <laughs> did, did that at one point like were you scared that might sort of ruin your reputation as a barber I was scared, mm-hmm. and it did actually ruin my, for a bit, for a while, like, even though I was charging really cheap, like, mm-hmm. five bucks at the time, some people started, like, not trusting me. For okay. How did you get it, get it back? I mean, I told myself, hey, it happens, you make mistakes, you just gotta learn from it, and that's how you move on. And, and, and like, you made this mistake at the age of 13, so hopefully people were forgivable, and... And thirteen is a good, good uh, young age to like learn all the lessons of life. So. Oh yeah, definitely. I was, I feel like it was it was a good thing that it happened young, than yeah. if it would happen now, like working in downtown, cutting like a business person and messing his hair cut up. Mm. Like I felt like I it was good that I had that that phase early, so I didn't have to do it like doing it on younger guys, guys that didn't really have anything uh, professional or anything. I felt like it was a good it was a good time to to make mess mistakes. Up, to make yeah, mistakes. you said you're not only a barber. You 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 said stylist, right? Is uh, that a proper term? Uh, hairstylist. Hairstylist. Yeah. How did you learn that? Um, honestly, I just recently got uh, through it from being signed with a company. Okay. So with the company, we're surrounded by the top barbers in the country, top hairstylists in the country. Mm-hmm. So me. Being a lot younger than all of them, well, I am the young. They, they would never sign a kid my age. Yeah? Oh, yeah? Like, like everybody that. has, like, 30 years of experience, 20 years of experience in the hair industry. And you're the rookie that just came I in. I just came, and everybody looked at me like, oh, To take over the league, I like it. Who's this kid, you know? Yeah. Like, people, like oh, what, what can I learn from this little kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have a mustache then, but now I do. <laughs> this year, I grew a mustache. Which... Then, if you see him, he has, like, a little mustache <laughs> on his face. Aww. <laughs> so that that helped a lot, <laughs> but yeah. So just just like learning, being around that that uh that environment with hairstylists. So I pushed myself to learning a lot of uh techniques on on women. Mm-hmm. So not just like not just like braiding, as well as like cutting hair, 
use how to use a curling iron, how to style their hair properly. <laughs> oh wow, that's very impressive. So so that craft itself, you learned it through the company because they taught you, or you had to go figure it out a little bit by yourself. I mean, like we're with the company, all the artists that are signed. Uh, by Babyliss we're really close with each other mm-hmm. very, so as well as I'm educating for example if I'm educating somebody they'll they'll be there as well with the students but listening to what I'm saying okay so for example for me like let's say one of the hairstylists are giving their show I'll be there and I'll, I'll listen to I'll, okay so that's how you do this how you do that so I always I always keep on learning from what they're, they're, they're teaching other people mm-hmm you're in the right industry, my friend, because people will yeah. always have hair. Oh, definitely. People will always be getting haircuts. So that's good, yeah. man. That's really... But like, one thing I really like about this industry, especially, is that they're, like, the learning is limitless here in this yeah. industry. Like, there's so much to learn. Like, I can always... There's so much to learn, and, like, I'll, I'll never stop learning. That's something mm-hmm. that I feel like I'm good at. I'm really... I just love learning anything. Like, I just like, like getting my knowledge up, you know? That's dope. That's really dope. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to ask there, there's a lot of barbers that are fixers so you go to them when let's say a barber messes you up like sort of like a little bit the story I was telling you like um, how I used to mess up my hair and then I would go to my barber for him to fix it are you are you like a capable fixer do you often do that oh yeah when people come in and they're like yo bro fix me up like please I used to do that a lot but like mm-hmm. now that I work in downtown okay um, it's a lot. It's a little more of a higher class clientele, where mm-hmm. like people actually take care of their hair a lot more. Yeah. But when I was working back in Kodinej and in Uptown, I'd get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of guys just trying new things out. Oh, oh, you weren't there, uh, so I had to go to another guy. He messed oh, me up. My God. I still get those. That's probably the only fix ups that I get. Oh, I went to that guy and he messed me up. So can you fix me? That's. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we fix up a lot of people. Did you ever go to the barber shop, and you could clearly see that the person is messing up your head, nah, job, but because, job, yeah. but because you're sitting down. No, I know, I know. But because you're sitting down, and you're the client, you feel that it's wrong to yeah, say something. Exactly. Did it ever happen to you guys? For me, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, like going up in uptown, the most uh, like dominant barber shops are like black barber shops. Mm-hmm. So you. I'll probably, I always get my hair because it's over there. Yeah. But like, I'm just like a small Filipino kid. I'll go, I'll go in there. <laughs> and I feel intimidated. Everybody's like a lot bigger, older than me. Yeah. And like, I just, when like, let's say he messes up, I just feel like intimidated to not say anything. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, it's good. Like, just dip, you know? And knowing damn well that it's not fine. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's honestly, there's a big reason why I started cutting my hair as well. Is I used to get my hair cuts like messed up all the time. Yeah. Like, I know it's backed up. Mm-hmm. all the time so I was like yo I could do a better job that's, why I, that's a big reason why I bought my own clipper as well nice I mean nowadays everybody's versatile and you can learn everything on YouTube on the gram so everything works out properly nice nice you're not scared to lose clientele because of YouTube <laughs> oh not really honestly you can only learn so much you know? yeah yeah I'm kidding I'm kidding um so we're wrapping up this interview. Any message of of hope or or a positive message that you want to leave to the people listening or tuning in to this episode? 
Um, all I want to say is that in life, the most important thing is is your happiness. So if ever you want to find, if ever you want to find a job or anything that you want to do, make sure that you're passionate about it and that you like doing it. Yeah. Well. Um. Thank you. I'm a little starstruck. I want to thank yeah, you guys. Thank you for being an example of what doing what you want to do. Thank you. Thank you for coming to the dep and hopefully talk to you soon. Oh, definitely, definitely. So thank you guys for having me. I, mean, right. I really like what you guys are doing for the community as well. Uh, it's actually working in downtown on St. Catherine, La Section Barbershop, 1184, St. Catherine, third floor. Je vais au dépanneur.